film fans. Happy Labor Day weekend 2020, although it's the most unusual holiday weekend to date. Yes. It doesn't feel like the end of summer, does it, Carl? It does not. And that's Carl Middleman, my Hi. colleague on Real Times Trio. We have a special guest who's been here several times, Frankie Cambolata. How are you today? I'm Cambaletti. 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 Cambaletta. It's all right. Do I You're fine. Do that? It's all right. It's Italian. People He's... say spaghetti a hundred different ways. It's fine. Call it pasta, spaghetti, spaghettini. It's all good. Don't worry about it. We get it. Pischetti. Nobody else has my last name, so I understood it was me. Spaghetti. <laughs> Paschetti is exactly as a St. Louis chain. We'll talk to our guest Frankie in just a second. Then we'll talk Mulan on Disney Plus. Then around minute 19, Tenant. Around minute 41, The Mole Agent. We'll talk more about Chadwick Boseman around minute 51. How COVID-19 is affecting theaters nowadays around minute 55. The St. Louis Science Fiction and Fantasy Festival around one hour. On Netflix around one hour and six minutes. I'm thinking of ending things. And then a Frankie update right after that. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm good to see you guys are still well. It's been a while since we all actually met in person and did something. So that was, that's interesting. You were on our last show that we did in studio before we started the Zoom quarantine. It was that quarantine. March. It, yes. And you were in on a Zoom quarantine with us. Yes. yes. And then now we're back to our original studio. Yes. we're get, This is great space, by the way. I, I did not know this existed above. The, 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 Loc- the Fountain on Locust is an incredible restaurant. Um, it's one of my favorite restaurants actually in the city. Uh, and they're so doing a great job staying safe. Yes, they are. Yes. If you want to eat in a safe restaurant and still have that experience, they're definitely doing all taking all the right measures. So it's fun to see being here and, and, and seeing that restaurant up and up and at them. So that's awesome. So Lynn, shall we start with the movie you love the most ever in in its <laughs> in the history of film? Gone with the wind. No, uh, she, her favorite movie. Actually, we got a text from Max Foisy last night that said, "I just wanted to let you know I watched Mulan. It is the greatest piece of film I've seen all year." But then that's I wanted to respond to Max by saying, "You've only seen six films this year," <laughs> I but I did not, and I said. I'm glad you feel that way. And then Lynn said something along the lines, it is really good, guys. And then I had to go to bed because you guys kept talking and talking and talking. But let's talk about Mulan. All right. It is one of my favorite movies of the year. Okay. And I do believe that the young star, who is fantastic, uh, Y. Fei Liu. Okay. Liu Y. Fei. However... However, However the Chinese say it. say it. She was born in China. She, yes. She is fantastic. Fantastic, as I said. And she did 90% of her own stunts. And I am not going to see this movie until December 1st on principle. I know. It, it, it does cost, okay, it it's does $30. cost $30, $29.99 on Disney Plus premium access. Now, regular Disney Plus customers subscribers December 1st December 1st get to see it for free not for free because you're already paying for Disney Plus so not unless you have Verizon if you have Verizon oh, it's that's free true. but you still you have still to, have to pay your you Verizon to, bill <laughs> well no you still have to pay the $30 upcharge to get it you yes, don't you don't get, get it the, now. so i'm i understand what they're trying to do i love the fact that they're trying to recoup some of their money and i I'm already paying a premium for this service, and I love. I'm still watching the Imagineering story, which I love. That's incredible. And I, there are many things. I we talked about Candace. 
against the universe last week. There are, and you talked about the, the one, one and, and only, only Ivan. Ivan. And the documentary Howard is quite I, I, I watched that too. I've, uh-huh. I've spent a lot of hours and time on Disney+. Plus. I would love to see Mulan in the theater. Yeah, Beyonce's Black is King is a really good documentary as well. Lynn yes. watched that? Yeah, I did. It's beautiful. It's good. Disney's always been the first and foremost, man. They've, they get out there. I, I love Disney from my child just because it, it really does show the, you know, their, their mission statement has always been make people happy. And I right. think that they, they always get ahead. Children I mean, my entire ages. sleeve is Disney World. So you guys know that I'm a huge Disney fan. So. Yes. Well, and Carl's a stockholder. I so. am. A, I so went to the. Sto- I, I, so am I, and I see the Star Wars shoes. So did yeah, you so. go to the stockholders meeting they held in St. Louis two years ago? I did not. You should have because it was amazing. Bob Iger was there, and I'm looking at your arm. We've actually talked about this before. Yeah. He has the part of Haunted Mansion that is not operating right now. The stretch room is not going on because of COVID. They have that. There are no pre-shows except for Rise of the Resistance because the pre-show is actually part of the ride, but. In the age of COVID, there are no pre-shows. You just walk on the rides and you ride the rides. Yeah. Well, I have a relative who worked at Disney. Uh, he and uh, when the 2008 financial crash hit, yeah, he was laid off, but rescued by none other than Steve Jobs because Steve Jobs sure. was connected with Pixar, uh-huh. and. He, he which used to he, be a Lucasfilm, and then it turned into a Disney. Thing. And so he took yeah. this this group of guys that were laid off from Disney and hired them for Apple. So. See, the, there's only one. I have lots of friends who worked and have worked for Disney, and currently work there. Some of them are furloughed. Some of them are working. But I hear the only way to make money at Disney is to leave Disney and come back. Come back. Yep. That is the only way to make money working yeah. for Disney. You gotta wow. really prove yourself. And and not only that, it's the fact that most people work there because they love working there, and then that's why they won't leave. Well, there's a, another movie with an interesting uh, Disney angle, and that is Red Penguins. That is the movie by the guy who made the hockey documentary Red Army about the mm-hmm. about the Russians. This is about the Pittsburgh Penguins being part owners of the Russian team and it's fantastic if you want to oh, look it up and uh, there's a there's a biz, big Disney connection to mm-hmm. it that it's when you're sitting there you just it'll it'll make your jaw drop. That's so why, there's another That's when they were buying sports teams. Yeah, that was yeah because it was right after the Mighty Ducks yep. and, and the Angels yeah, and Anything so okay. so it's really interesting. All right, back, yeah, but back, back to, to Mulan. And, and here's here's the argument for getting it. If you would see this in a movie theater, it would cost you thirty dollars anyway. Yeah, if you have three kids. If you sure. have, if you have wife and child yep. or family of four, yep. but with Disney Plus, the thirty dollars you get to watch it with as many people you want as many times as you want between now and December. So I understand it. I'm just not there yet. And you know what? I might change my mind in a week or so and say, you know what? Let's pay, spend the $30. The three of us will watch it. And I might. I hope that they do make it available on the big screen because it's just gorgeous filmmaking. Tell us what you liked about beautiful. it. beautiful. I liked it. Well, um, there's no Mushu. That's what I don't like about it because it's, it, it's a real life story, which Mulan was a real story. I'm actually putting Mushu on. Mushu is going to be up here because he just needs to be we're going to have him slither back here and then uh-huh. come out here. Just because he was so – Mulan was the last animated film in Orlando, Florida. It was the last film That they worked on at that, uh, that Hollywood Studios. On, yes, MGM at the time. So mm-hmm. it was MGM Studios. Mulan was the last 
animated film in Florida where everybody knows by now that I'm from there. And so I believe that Mushu should have a place on my arm. Right. And, and I love Eddie Murphy because who doesn't? But see, um, that I also think that's a part of it too because now he's so associated with Donkey that they forget that he was Mushu first. Exactly. And um, they wanted – and by not having Eddie Murphy – because Eddie Murphy's – yeah. He's he's all in. He's all about donkey. So they're not. Once they decide, you know what, we can't have Eddie Murphy do Mushu. They killed Mushu. Yeah. And is there a lot of spirituality in the movie, Lynn? There is. There is. Good. But Good. but but not but not a dragon. No, that's following there's the her pho- there's the phoenix. Okay. Okay. And the grandmother talking to the spirits. It's a more serious film, though, right? It is a more serious yeah. film. It is not a musical. It's not for children. It's not animated. It is, uh, yes, it's Wait, PG-13. So they, don't have, uh, they don't have Donny Osmond singing a montage song? No. At the Donny end, Osmond over the end credits... Christina Aguilera. Uh, ...sings Reflection, which is from the 1998 animated but film. But what about the other song? I, doesn't, there are two songs. But it's the lead singer sings it in Mandarin Chinese. Oh, okay. And I'll make a man out of you is probably one of those things that's probably not a good thing to be singing today. Um. Uh, what I liked about this very much is that it honors the culture. Good. Uh-huh. It honors yep. the Asian culture. It's important. It honors uh, Asian actors mm-hmm. because every single person that is in the film is an Asian actor, unlike the voice work in Mulan. Yeah. The, or- the original. The original. Yeah, we, we were, it's definitely different uh, times, uh, relevant times. I think that's another reason why they probably didn't go the musical route because there are great singers, but all singers can't be actors and vice versa, right? A lot of actors can't sing. I mean, you have like Patrick Wilson, who's my favorite actor, and he can sing. Boy, can he sing. I have a story for you when we're done. Patrick Wilson. I actually have a written part for a new film that I'm writing right now and it basically it's Dr. Patrick Wilson because we want him in the film. Nice. <laughs> so, he anyway. is a fabulous right. singer and I wish he would have done more singing. Yeah. And but anyway, I was saying yeah, like, Broadway I think that that's probably one of the reasons why they kind of move toward well we got to make this. Does that make it shorter or longer? Yeah. It's uh this is an hour and 55 minutes. Really? Ooh, that's a long so they time. made it longer but cut out all the songs. Right. Yeah. This is this is uh the screenplay. Does that slow it down? No. Okay. The screen, it's very fluid movie. It's and another thing I liked, it's a female director and mm-hmm. a female cinematographer and three of the four screenwriters are female. That's important. So Hollywood needs yay, that right now. Yay, yay, yay. Yay women. And so uh and it's a good story and I don't want to say it's just for young girls because young boys can take away these stories too. Yeah, but it's whatever's also, in your heart's desire it's you should not follow for that. young girls because it's PG thirteen right. and it is very violent. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying like you know, teenage girls. It's good. Okay. It's good to have a message that you should pursue your dreams right. and follow what you're good at. And don't let people tell you no, that yeah. you can't do things. And that is always an admirable lesson in terms of Disney. And the Chinese market is so huge. Yes. That well, that's one of the reasons they didn't make it a musical, because musicals don't do well in the Chinese don't. market. Ah. It's a different that's so a that's, American thing, if anything. So that's why. So, <laughs> But it's... Stunning visuals. Mandy Walker is the cinematographer, and she did the movie Australia, which okay. I love the love first two film. thirds of that, which has great, <laughs> which has great, great cinematography. Mm-hmm. It does. So, so she's got, once they get once they make the trek, they should have stopped the movie, and then they, they keep <laughs> right. going. Right, right, right. 
Well, uh, Australia was beautifully shot. Though. It, it was. was beautifully shot, and this uh, the the palaces, the mountains, the the fields, just gorgeous. The panoramic views are beautiful, and then being Asian, that symmetry, the staging of the fight scenes and the the training and all that. Yeah. Just gorgeous. And Jet Li is in it, too, and I love him, and he's an incredible human being, by the way. Right. He's also very sick. Really? Yeah, Yeah, he's been dealing with lupus, like, terribly. Um, Well, he plays the emperor, and the emperor's age, you know, aging. And then Jason Scottley is the bad guy. He is the leader of the Rorans. They name the, the... the evil people, the Morans, um, mm. they give them a name as opposed to just Hans? bad people. Yeah, yeah. They, they change the, it's not the Huns, it's really? the Rorans. That's interesting. And so are they, cha- are they making it, is it more like the Ballad of Mulan, the Chinese yes. folklore, rather it's, than? It, yes, it's more, more like the, the poem. Yeah. Right. And uh, they, uh, he is Bori Khan, and he's a bad guy, and they use this witch and I don't know how to say her name, Jing Yong. Um, and uh, she's played by Zhong Li. Gong Li. Gong Li. And she's good in it. She's very evil and has really gross fingernails. But <laughs> well, she well, understands. She's probably going through COVID. So right. she has yeah. time to get, you know. Can't, yeah. go, can't go to a salon. She yeah. understands Mulan, though, and they become allies. Okay. Which is an interesting twist. Now, they're talking about a sequel to this movie. I could see it now, but at the, at but the I end don't know the, how. At the I, end of the cartoon, everyone knows that she's a woman and she falls in love with the, uh, and so they don't have the fall in love part really? in the this one. So it's but, really not the '98 no, animated feature. No, at no, all. it's totally deconstructed and uh, put back together in a different way. Uh, the uh, but the end, what you do see is you see. Yosan on the the hunky mm-hmm. guy that they're making googly eyes at you see him look at her and her look at him so you know there's that potential there but they didn't ever get to that point do they I'm, still I'm hide very it? happy about that actually now that I, I hate I, I mean like I told you guys a long time ago I'm an Orson Welles guy it's like allude to stuff mm-hmm. I don't need to see the whole thing develop and get bored <laughs> do they still dress her up as a boy they yes. Okay. They dress her up as a that's, boy. That's the, that's that's the, the main poem. story. Exactly. <laughs> and she whole... she affects us. She affects us. Oh, it's hilarious. Are they speaking you know, English? Uh, or yeah. is it subtitled? Yeah. No. 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 They're speaking English. Okay. And so uh, she uh, they do have you know a couple little subtitle things, mm-hmm. but uh, she is like. Yes, sir. You know, she's like, it's so funny because she's trying to put on this. She's, you know, masculine. They do have this running gag that, uh, you know, she can't be shown in the showers. So she's not showering. So they're telling her, like, you stink. You stink. You better, you know, hey. But she goes and takes a uh, in the stream. Ah. You know, and then it is PG 13. It is PG 13. But she is, it's all about, okay, she's devoted to her family. Her family, the the females in the family are all like, you bring honor to us. That's a song. By who you pick. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a song. As for a spouse mm-hmm. with an arranged marriage. Well, from 
from the time, this is why I love this movie so much compared to what we'll talk about, the big bloated blockbuster. Hey, hey you just, you just, yeah. you keep your thoughts to yourself <laughs> for that. You said bloated, actually. Yes. That's a bad one there. That's, that means a lot you of just, money was You spent. just yes. wait. But I'm just saying, this movie cuts to the chase. Like, right away, and oranges. You're in it. They have, they have a five-year-old adorable girl running after a chicken on rooftops to show how spry and gifted she is athletically and well, the whole village is looking at her like you're a girl what's wrong with you and uh the the girly she's not a girly girl the mom tries really hard to get her to go with the program arrange marriage we're gonna doll you up like a geisha, yep. um, and this does not take. And then the because the the Rorans are after the emperor, the emperor decrees that every family needs to give him a soldier. And so daddy's old. Daddy's old, but daddy's gonna go. But Mulan steals the family sword, dresses up as a guy, binds herself up, takes off. She is one of the guys in the barracks. Yep. That's another movie. And, and, uh, um, uh, that's got a scene in it that I bet Mulan does not have. And she, um, can't hide how gifted she is in martial arts. And so, and so finally it's revealed what a stunning, athletic, uh, skilled person she is. And they're all like, but she's they still a, think she's a boy. They still think she's a boy. And then when, but this lie is eating at her um, sense of honor and truth. And she, there's finally the big battle. And she saves everybody. But yeah. they don't know she saves them because they think That's she's That's probably a, much like the cartoon where she's yeah. in the pincer movement. Is the avalanche scene, is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's really great. That was a big one for the Huns. I mean, when you look at the the, the story, not the fairy tale. But right. That it's was a big really, battle. This is really well shot. Yeah. So uh, she comes out, you know, with her hair flowing, and they're all, uh, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. And they all flip out. And then, and then the, the emperor says, it's okay for girls to fight. <laughs> well, but that takes you a while. Me. <laughs> yeah, that takes a while because the guys are like, you have disgraced us. You have honors. But then the guys, her, her fellow soldiers stick up for her because they say, she's, she's the best she's one. She's the best she fighter we have. Us. And is it, is it the group of misfits like in the cartoon? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, you, need, you need that. You need that, you know, that. The comedic relief, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's just gorgeous. Their use of red is stunning. She is a beautiful girl, but she's so gifted in terms of her grace and elegance and movement. And it's just all around beautiful. It does what it sets out to do on her family, on her... Um, China. China. And it's just... And honor the emperor. Pardon? And honor the emperor. Yeah, and it's just visually st- visually stunning. And she's a martial artist. Oh, in so and, in and of itself, which is interesting because that that wasn't a big part of the cartoon. No. So is there is there hand to hand combat? Oh yeah, she's she's incredible. She's just incredible. And that shot well too. Yeah, and she did ninety percent of her stunts. Okay. On good. her own. That's All right. So you love Mulan. You okay. hate Tenet. Why do you hate Tenet? I, I enjoyed I, it very much. Okay. 
Okay. See that okay. we're gonna have a we're gonna. We're have not gonna. A, that's not gonna be an argument. It's not gonna be an argument. You can tell us no, why I, you I, like I, it. I just think, and I'm gonna tell you why I enjoyed it. Right. I think that there's a lot to chew on here, and I do think it's uh, very busy. We're. Uh, I. Half of it I liked, half of it I didn't. Oh, which that? one? The going forward part or the going backward part? Um, I'll just tell you why I didn't like overall. But you should talk first about why you liked it. Okay, but okay. let's set it up. All this right. is the most anticipated film of the year. It costs $200 million to make. It has been set back four times. And finally— It, it was released last week. And only on theaters, in theaters. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why it was shot in 70 millimeter and IMAX. And fortunately, I saw it on IMAX. And I saw it in Belleville at the Skyview Theater. They started on Monday. They, they were only two days behind Europe. <laughs> so— <laughs> Uh, well, is this the Roman Polanski one? No, this is the Christopher Nolan. This is Christopher Nolan. Nolan starring but is it a reboot? No. Okay, so the it's an original Roman Polanski is or, not, because that's the one I saw. Yeah, this has the original. The do. original story written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Yes. I love Christopher Nolan. He hasn't Christopher been in a Nolan, long time. Well, some people, I, I, I think Christopher Nolan is hit and miss. I think he's sometimes overrated, and you would put this on the overrated set. It stars uh, J.D. Washington, who at times... If you close your eyes, sounds just like his old man. I, I'm like, oh my gosh, he sounds so much like Denzel here. But John David Washington, once again, former St. Louis Ram. And Denzel used to come to St. Louis to watch his son play football, even though he was only on the practice squad. And I don't think he ever dressed for a game, but Denzel would come to just, you know, it'd be nice to have Denzel come in to see JD play. But he never did. And he went to acting after that. When I saw well, JD's been in a bunch of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, ballers Black and, Black and and Black Klansman. When I went to see Black Klansman, I didn't do any homework ahead of time because I didn't want to. I just knew that it was at Con and it did well, and Spike was back, and I was very pleased Adam about Driver. that. And so I'm watching this JD Washington. I'm like, oh, he's really good. And then I found out he is Denzel's son. So I watched it without knowing that. But then when I watched it again. He so acts like. No, I don't think he acts like it. I think he sounds like him. And I he think does, that, but his facial but he, ex- sometimes he his facial expression is like Denzel. And uh, when he was a football player, he was JD. Now he's John Davis. And I remember him being on being part of the Rams. And I remember when I was in newspapers, like the sports guys would go, Denzel was here today to see JD. But and JD then, never played. Right, and then um, I will say that Robert Pattinson. As no, I like. I'm a big fan of Pattinson, our Pats. Um, when I, uh, I don't think JD is necessarily the best fit for this part. Really? Yes. And he, he doesn't have a name, by like the way. Him, no, the protagonist. Which is dumb. They shouldn't I, have called him that. I just don't think. Okay, if if Christopher Nolan wanted this to be a James Bond thriller with time travel. Um, I just don't think JD is the James Bond. He's short. Leading uh, type that doesn't mean. Well, but, but you know what? Really, I think he, he is a gorgeous guy. Like Everyone tells him that, though. Elizabeth Debicki tells him that. She's like, you're dressing like you're this guy, but you are not this guy. She tells him that. And, right. And Robert, our Pats is in this movie. Now it's COVID. Might have gotten it from this. Uh, also, uh, no, it's he. I, he's on the Batman set. In right, England, I, know, I know, and that's I know. where they think he got. Uh, since that's it's a Nolan film, uh, Michael Caine's in it for one scene. Oh, I know. I 
I love Michael Caine. I, it, Al, Alfred, Michael Caine as Alfred mm-hmm. has made me cry in the last two <laughs> Dark Knight movies. Even and, the third one? Yes. Okay. I'm, I am, oh, in the third one, he really made me cry because he's he's given up uh, a bruise. He's mm-hmm. like saying, um, Bruce, I'm taking off, and then they see each other. And then Himesh I'm just, Patel. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Himesh Patel from Yesterday. Yes. Yes, and uh, so it's got and, this all-star uh, cast. Uh, Kick-ass is in it, too. But he just shows up. I didn't even know that was was Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson I saw him just in the shows credits. up. I, I saw him in the credits, and I'm a big fan of his, except for Anna Karenina, which I thought he was terrible. But I was like, where is Aaron Taylor Johnson? Where is he at? He was the He's the other guy that just kind of shows up in the second half of the movie. Which is weird. And then you also have the uh, Clements Poisey who plays Laura, and she's the exposition at the very beginning of the movie, and then you never see her again. I know. And then uh, you had d- uh, this uh, Indian actress, Dimple Kapadia. She's she's the bad woman, but we don't know if she's bad. And then we, I, we've not talked about the big bad. The big bad is Kenneth Branagh. Who chews the scenery. He's too hammy. He decides that he's going to be menacing by just doing a monotone. Russian with big neck. <laughs> and uh, I just did not like him at all. Oh, I didn't like him at all, but you're uh, not supposed to like him. No, but I mean, I'm just saying the villain. The best part about a Bond movie is the villain. This isn't a Bond movie. But this is Christopher or, or Nolan trying to have be a Bond movie with time travel. Is, is Inception but he's a making Bond you movie? Do, no, but he's making you do... Is he's Memento you a do, Bond movie? No, but this is the spy thriller, and Memento's not a spy thriller, and Inception's what it is. Well, Inception I mean, is layer upon layer upon layer. The last upon Bond la- film was terrible. It was, a, it was a fashion magazine. It wasn't it didn't even have a plot, aside from everybody driving Range Rovers Spectre. And, and, and wearing... Yeah, it was Spectre because mm-hmm. everybody was wearing Tom Ford sunglasses. <laughs> and I have Tom Ford sunglasses, but that's that's beside the point. Right. <laughs> but, okay. So this, this movie starts off um, in the first three minutes. It really picks up. And then you don't know what's going on for the rest of the two and a half hours. One of the reviews I just read is hilarious. <laughs> what? What? It said, even for the vaunted director of Inception and Memento, Tenet is heady stuff. Trying to understand the story can make you feel like you're sitting on a stool in a dunce cap. Well, I I picked <laughs> up um, on something. I don't something. go to movies to uh, do Think. math. I there picked up, go. but see, I picked up on something rather early, and that helped by picking up on something early, it made it enjoyable more for me because I said, "Oh, this is what they're going to do," and it was 100 percent. And I guessed the ending within the first five minutes, and that actually made it. More enjoyable for me. Got oh, good, reviews, because, though. well, I think it's getting mixed reviews. It's getting mixed reviews. And this is my thing. I said, um, big but a mess. Mm-hmm. It's emotionally empty. It oh, is it's not visually a love... stunning. Do you visually think... stunning. Do you think it's a love story? Oh, I don't it's, know. It, you know, it's it, it, it Well, it's also, got it reminds me blonde. of his dad and Pelican Brief, because they couldn't have a black and white person so Denzel and Julia Roberts were never together yeah it's a little bit of that which is but they hint at it but they never follow it okay so this is this is my take uh, on this is the plot a secret agent embarks on a dangerous time-bending mission to prevent 
the start of World War Three. But okay. but so Terminator. That that's very well. No, because the the people from the future have sent things to the past so that the world will end because they don't like what we did with climate change, which is which go. is very weird, and it's just thrown in there. And so it it. But it doesn't have anything to do with ecological saving. No. Now, technically, it is so brilliant. Is it? I think so. Oh, because the, the the that car scene, that car chase scene, yes. backwards and for, I mean, uh, things are going uh, on. Your jaw, your jaws dropping. However, when Pattinson, who I really like and I think is fine here in this movie, is all about talking about the algorithms and the inversion. Then my head is when you're going backwards, just, you're in you're in inversion. I know, but and then Kenneth Branagh has plutonium and and all this, so it's just like oh my god. But the gadgets are very James Bondy and what? It's uh, weapons. It's guns. I know. This is what. Okay, so it starts <laughs> off. You know how? Uh, I don't understand what you're not uh, seeing about this film. It's pretty easy to see. The plot. Well, well yes, the plot I think, is okay. The, the dialogue plot. is. Whoa. I mean, sometimes it's laughable, the it dialogue. Is. I'll and give you that. the sound mixing, he always has issues with sound mixing. Um, see, I was hearing over a car stereo, so I had no problems yeah. at all. Yeah, and some people some people had issues with this at the IMAX. Well, he had problems with that with Bane, remember? They yeah, had Harvey right. Redo his, all his lines. But, yeah. they, but yeah. and it still sucked. And then in Dun- Dunkirk, hardly anybody talks. And I hate still, I, Oh, don't even get me started on that. Dunkirk but, was such a waste of time. Oh, it's well, it's basically yeah. It's, he is hit and miss. He's he is a brilliant guy, and he does like to show off. I'm just saying, because he does all these smarty pants things in this movie. But like I said. I don't want to go to the movies and have to do math. So by the time we get to that airport scene, which is really... Uh, which time? Because we see it more than once. Well, yeah, but the first time. Okay. is That's really... That's a good heist scene. It's, it's a remarkable scene. Make it happy, make it snappy, make it gay. It's, <laughs> it's really... It's a it's, lot of that. It's really uh, remarkable. But then... It just starts. The strands of this plot start unraveling, and you don't know what's going on. And by and the then end, you, then you know something's weird. By the end, I didn't care. What? Ooh. I didn't care about the people. Well, that's the empathy. They d- they have no. They that's, don't have the go. backstory on any of these guys. And you then and then and then when the one no. the one character I put this in my review. Let me put it. Okay. I, I quote this. Um, it says. Um, I'm people not... so people saw the world for what might have been. Okay, you you don't know what that means. Yeah. So so I'm just like because we go backwards and forwards in time. And we're we're in we're in the future. We're in the present. They, they we're never in the really past. explain how the time travel works. No, we just have like uh uh just have like a, a period of time and then the beginning, which is a. Uh, paratroopers are coming in. It's this military thing. It's, it's, it's this opera house, and it's sort of like how uh, Dark Knight rises with the Very airport much so. scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that, but they have so many people in masks and visors, and you don't know who's who. You do not know who the bad guys are. You're not you do supposed not know to then. Who the good it's guys spo- are. You're supposed to be confused, and you are. And you are, and then, then at the end, did it mean anything? Yes, did it, it did because because of the cyanide capsule. The, no. Because who saved him in the first? I'm not telling you. If you didn't get that, you 
if, if there's some there's hints through the entire movie, it's like Memento. Yeah, but if you if you're gonna do something in, in, in it should be blatant. One, right? This is uh, my favorite. I know he gets a lot of criticism because he's conservative, but David Mamet is one of the best storytellers there is, and it's A to B. It's getting from A to B, and if you're trying to do something that hooks you for B, you better have that scene so captivating that it hooks the audience. Nope. Because if it doesn't hook the audience, it's confusing. they're not going to remember it's what confusing. the hell happened. It's if, confusing. If they, if they would have given... it doesn't given, matter. And plus, if, if you're saying no empathy, you're done. If you would have had flashbacks to what had happened, even just like a pause of him thinking back to what happened, that might have clarified it for you. Yep. But also, there is something that that uh, Laura character mentions that is a Chekhov's gun. There is a Chekhov's gun scene. It's just sitting there on the mantle, and they don't do anything with it. And that's why people are comparing it to Time Cop, because there is a Time Cop element that is mentioned and is never used. And, and not Ron Silver, but and not Jean-Claude Van Damme, but and I loved and I love Time Cop. I think Time Cop is hilariously I like awesome. I Time Cop is really well done for what it is and what it was and my age when I saw it. But Well, yeah, because the Time Time Cop has a great plot. Like yes. it's a great theory and thematic and they pulled it off. Yes. Right? Jean-Claude like when, Van, and the, even the the splits, that was the first time he did like this yeah. when he's in the apartment. Oh, that's a great scene. But Time Cop there is an element of Time Cop that is hinted in this movie and they do nothing with it. Why there's if you don't know what Chekhov's gun is, Chekhov the in theater if you put a gun on a mantle it better go off if you put a gun on the mantle in the first act it needs to go off in the second act or else why have it there don't have your exposition person say oh if you do this this is going to happen and then they don't say that is the biggest problem i have with this movie because i was expecting it and it never happened that doesn't mean that it won't happen anymore but i Lynn, that, I will agree with you on that. Lynn's rule of movies, you shouldn't have to see a movie twice see, to understand that's it. Corcoran. JC's, JC's rule is that I'd say, hey, this is a movie that on repeated viewings will get better. And he said, you shouldn't have to see a movie twice for you to, one, understand it, two, enjoy it. Right. Now, I see people getting more out of a movie the second time when you see it you miss things and stuff like that that's different but it though. should it is different. the reason why you're watching it the second time is because it was so good right right so it's leading you back to watch you shouldn't have to watch it to right, get it to understand right. this and also well, like inception um, he's oh, so yeah. he's God, so obsessed with time uh puzzles mm -hmm. but he gets layers and layers and layers and that's it's inception just, it's just it's just too much but here inception had a better cast he, he, too he knows how to stage a shot and it's almost it's like kubrick like in terms of of framing yeah and what he puts in it but it's also cold and clinical yeah well he's he's a um nolan is another rare shooter too he's a one camera shooter he doesn't like multiple cameras he doesn't he doesn't doesn't do a lot of coverage he uses a lot of one camera shots that's why every shot he has is when you look at stuff like Interstellar, like which was a film that included a lot of math, that, but you understood it. I loved Interstellar. I hate Interstellar. Right. Once they get to the where they're behind the bookshelves and everything, I was like, okay, yeah. we're just going. But they did to... a documentary for Interstellar. 
Okay. Which was incredible. That explained the math, the possibility of what happens. When, and okay, when if you, you have to watch, was a, connected, if you have yeah. to watch a second movie to appreciate the first movie. <laughs> I but I still like, say you did like um, McConaughey's devotion to his family. Well, there's a lot of empathy, and and there's a kid yes. that, and there's a father daughter story there, and right? All about that. So right, and the son was Casey Affleck and everything, yes. and so it was a good guess. So you've got that, but here you don't have that. Now the only thing is the mom, uh, Elizabeth. Becky, who I think is a beautiful and striking actress, and I loved her in Burnt Orange Heresy and Widows, and she is going to be huge because she's going to play Princess Diana in the Crown series. And then once again, and, she's too tall for that. But she's very <laughs> tall. She's 6'3"? She's, she's, and so she's statues. Wow. So she plays... With the, Denzel's son, J.D.? Yeah. Jesus. That's, she plays... Yeah, but... Yeah, but uh, Get an Apple box, guys. But, but also, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh is still... <laughs> yeah, shorter. yeah. And so she's married to Kenneth Branagh, who's evil, but he's got something over her. And so she, uh, he keeps her estranged from her son. So there's the empathy there. But she's the only character you really care about. Right. Because... Because she's you, got her devotion to her child. Her child. And that's the only reason that she is still with this lunatic right but she is the nolan's hitchcock blonde in oh, this film so i i do like her in this and i is do his brother a part of this film because no. his american brother okay. no uh hoity uh, van hoitema and i don't know if that's the right right but that's his cinematography okay. cinematographer and he's fantastic and he uh but lee smith didn't do the edit because he was doing 1917. So Jennifer Lame or LeMay or <laughs> I'm guessing it's not lame. Right. She did the <laughs> editing, which is, it's fine. It's still, it's two hours and, and, and a half, it's two and a half hours. Yes. It's too big. It's too much. It's a big film. And, uh, it's a and lot for today, too, with the episodic I, generation. Right. I enjoyed it. I, I, I wanted to hate it. And there are things, there are things about it that I do not care for. But I had a good time while watching it. And I know if I think about it, I'm going to hate it even more. But that's okay. Well, I'll probably see it again just to figure out what if I <laughs> missed anything. I will tell you. But, when we're finished, I will tell you three things that you can pay attention to next time. Okay, good. Because I just was... Okay. That are very spoilery, but you've already and, seen it, so it's not spoilery. Yeah, and uh, uh, Pattinson has made such a great career for himself in indie movies after he did Edward Cullen in the Twilight series, and he could have retired on all those millions and just made... Uh, you know, those kind of Team Edward movies. But he went and did small indie roles, and then he did Good Time now he's gonna for do the, the Batman. <laughs> Safety Brothers. Well, he did that terrible film, The Seagull. And... Oh, wasn't he with that? Wasn't he with uh, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, in the, the lighthouse. The lighthouse. The lighthouse. But you know what? what? Somebody. God, well, what I know. It, it's it's so hard to watch. It's just, oh God. Oh, it's so hard to watch. Yeah. And that ending. Talking about an ending that's confusing. If somebody could explain the ending to them, it's I will just buy a them bunch dinner. Of guys masturbating to a wooden doll oh, for, for like ninety God. minutes. I know. Like, what is? That? I know, but I uh, the, it did have it did have good cinematography. But oh, I will say, but that guy that guy did the witch, which I liked, and he's he's an up and comer. But oh, yeah. if it's you think A24 about film. it, I saw I saw uh, somebody comment that 
the lighthouse because now it's available on Netflix or Amazon or somebody. And so more people are seeing, they go, well, this movie prepared us for quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) If you look at the lighthouse like that, but Pattinson has done a fine job of crafting a career in, in really odd roles and good time. And good time is the reason that Christopher Nolan cast him here. But he's more like the jaunty sidekick, only he's very mysterious. You don't know anything about him, but he's helping out J.D. Washington's character. And then at the end, he tries to explain things to him yeah. a little about, about what yeah. happened. It's yeah. weird that he's the new Batman, and Nolan's also... Is Nolan a part of that film? No. No. It's just so It's strange. Matt Reeves who is... I like Matt Reeves. I just don't see him as a Batman at all. Oh, I do. Did you hear the 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 thing about um, Michael Keaton doing a yeah doing another Batman? Well, mm-hmm. he's going to be be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's not going to play Batman. He's going to be Bruce Wayne. That's perfect. So, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the best are, Batman ever. I'm sorry. There are there are. I do like Christopher uh, Christian. Yeah, Bale. I, mean, I love Christian Bale on anything. I mean, he's Christian. Bale, another another like uh, one, of favorite, one of my favorite. One of my favorite. Um, well, he almost got nominated for Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah, I was. He's different in everything. People don't know when the people who work he, with he's him. He's already won. Say like Amy Adams said, I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. I've made these movies with him. I have no idea, because he's so he's so immersive. He's so method. She'll get her award one day. Yeah, one day she will. But she, he's so method. But one of uh, his earlier movies with Nolan was The Prestige, and that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. About magic. and uh, or it's, miss. It's got uh, David Bowie as Tesla, mm-hmm. and it has Hugh Jackman. And Scarlett Johansson, I think, is in it, isn't it? She's the, isn't she the magician's assistant? I think so. I yeah. believe you're correct. So it's like 2007, 2000. It's yeah, yeah, pre- it's a long time ago. It's it's between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. Yeah. There's there's a new Tesla movie out now. Yes, it's good. Yeah. It's very weird, yeah. but it's good. It's ScarJo and, of course, Michael Caine because Michael Caine is in everything. All right. Okay, so I tell people, even though I didn't care for it so much, you should still see Tenet because you need to talk about it. It's one of those movies that you need to see to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so I saw, on a totally different scale, I saw... The Mole Agent, which is this Chilean film. <laughs> it's this Chilean film. Uh, Chile. Huh? It's from Chile. It's in all. It's all in Spanish, which you know turns some people off. But it's really sweet. The premise of this film is this: this woman has hired a private detective agency to put someone in her mother's nursing home to find out if someone is stealing from her. So they have open auditions for uh, 75 to 95-year-old men who are looking for work. And so this guy, Sergio, first you see, at the beginning of the film, you see all these people auditioning to see if they can work with technology because you have to take pictures and you have to send daily reports and you have to use WhatsApp and you have to use Facebook and you have to use FaceTime and send these reports. And so it's funny to see all these old men try to work with flip phones, <laughs> try to, oh, yeah, I can text. So this guy named Sergio was picked, and he goes to the nursing home, and for the first couple of days, he can't find this woman because right now she's hiding in her room. 
And so he's meeting with all of these other residents. There are only four men in this nursing home in Chile. And um, all the women are hitting on him. And one says, one is like she's an 80-year-old virgin said she's been saving herself. And now she knows at this moment that Sergio is the man for her. But Sergio's wife has just died like three months ago, so he's not looking for love. He's doing this job. And his family, they are concerned. He's like, I want to work. It will get me. It will stop me thinking about your mother at the house all day. So I want to do this job. And so his family uh, goes in with the private detective agency, and they put him in for three months. They're going to – his job is to find out what's being stolen for – because – there's a necklace that's missing that's very important to the family. And I'm not going to... That's secondary. It's shot documentary style. They actually had people embedded in an actual nursing home, and they told their... They made up the story to go around with just filming up at the nursing home. I don't know the whole... This was at Sundance, and it's a Sundance... It's not a mockumentary. It's an actual documentary because they filmed it at the nursing home and they told this story while it's going around. And it's really sweet, even though, you know, there's a whole thing about, um, you know, what's going on at this nursing home. It's it turns out that um, nothing is how it seems because nothing is ever how it seems and not everything is what it is. And it's just sweet hearing these stories about all these old people um, having their lives and what they do there. And I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'd recommend it because some of it's really depressing. Um, One of Sergio's reports is, um, why couldn't the daughter come here and talk to the mom instead of sending me in here? Why wouldn't, why, why isn't she visiting the mom anymore not anymore but more right and so there's the whole story of loneliness and all these all these people and there are there's mental illness in these nursing homes too there's one woman that wants to get out every day and even though she's an octogenarian she's still the staff has to pretend that they're her mother and call her on the phone every day because she's wondering why her mother hasn't visited her and and these other people are saying her mother can't be alive because no, her mother is not alive. She's just, she's got dementia and she believes that her mother is alive and it is heartbreaking, but there are funny moments. And then they they throw a prom. And of course, Sergio being one of four men there, he is the prom King and it is, it's sweet. And I enjoyed it. It's not for everyone. It's in Spanish (laughs) and it's Spanish elderly people. And it is kind of, it's, it, it wants to be a, it, it's not a mystery Every, you know exactly what's going on as soon like, as soon as you get to the nursing home you know what's going on but I, I like the way that they framed it and it's cute it, it might get it might get some notice because some people like international films and I I didn't know it was Chile until the end because I'm like oh this is in Spain or it's in Mexico no I is that racist of me not to know and Spanish is spoken in a lot of countries so i found out oh it's in chile because they the it's called the san francisco nursing home and i said oh maybe maybe it's in the united states but no it's in it's in chile yeah it's a central america yeah so 
I, I, I liked it. Those are my favorite. Central Americans are my big growing up in Miami, like Chile. People from Chile are the nicest, sweetest human beings in the world. They're really different culture than the other countries in South American countries. Very different. They all have the a dialect of Spanish. Like, yeah. You know, being and Cuban I don't. I, I'm a. I spoke French. I didn't yeah. speak Spanish. So like Cubans aren't Spanish, which is funny. Like they, <laughs> they they laugh yeah. at that. A Caribbean. Right. So they speak a dialect of Spanish. So if you speak to a Cuban in Spanish versus a Chilean or Argentinian who has their own language, in my opinion, and then Colombian and Venezuelan. It's three different Spanishes, and they all know where they're from just based on how right. they speak their language. Right? It's yeah. like having a, an accent from New York and an accent from Boston is essentially like it's the same kind of like thing. Right, and then in Brazil they speak Portuguese. <laughs> that, well, they speak Brazilian Portuguese, which right. is very different from Portugal. So it's it's very strange. I had a, a whole business that did, dealt with LATAM. For I, I ran the Latin America for BlackBerry for a, a long time. So wow, it was really yeah because BlackBerry up until. I would say maybe seven years ago. I mean, that was uh, that was it. That was it. I mean, you couldn't get these types of signals with iPhones and Android, so they would use BB Messenger, which was their life call essentially. You know, mm-hmm. you can always have and Androids BB are Android's still the number one platform in the world. In the world, yes. Uh, Apple only has a twelve percent share. Right, and, and that's, that's mostly Apple in the United States that. and Japan. That's why Apple is so expensive. Is like it, it makes very crafted. It's very crafty when it makes things. I don't think there is, you know, I don't think there is intuitive as they once were like with losing Joni eyes losing steve jobs apple's kind of lost that but and the movies that have surrounded those films have just been terrible i haven't liked any of the ones on steve jobs so steve jobs or no jobs. no no it's like they make this man a villain he's a genius first and foremost understand he was underst- not nice to lisa he wasn't he wasn't nice <laughs> to anybody no, the Pirates of Silicon Valley. That was a TNT movie back yeah. when TNT made movies. It's very good. Yeah, like yeah, cause it's, it's yeah, it's Noah Wiley and yeah. uh, Anthony Michael Hall as uh, yeah. uh, Jobs and um, Bill Gates. Yeah. So, but there was sad. I mean, sad news. Losing Black Panther this this week was. Yes. Really traumatic. Oh, it's only been a week since he died. We all flipped out. We yeah. we taped the podcast last Saturday, so we got mm-hmm. to talk about him. Ugh. But since then, they had the special on ABC, and uh, they had the— um, I just turned they, 43 this week, so I just can't uh, imagine um, a Oh, my goodness. Him, Jackie Robinson. Oh God. Jackie Robinson my favorite baseball player of all time, my favorite team of all time, Brooklyn Dodgers. But to see him, like, in that role is just— well, the AMC is re-releasing it this weekend, yeah. so they're going to have 42 in theaters. And the Cardinals were not very nice to Jackie Robinson. No, they were not. But Stan Musial was. Yes. But not the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis right. Cardinals have a very bad history of racism, so the New York Yankees. And Black um, Panther was shown on ABC the other night. Yeah, because yeah, Disney. It, yeah, yeah Disney but also it, it was on TBS on Friday and Saturday, and maybe Sunday too. I It was on... Two days of the weekend it was on. So. Yeah. Well, the news stories that are coming out, because everybody was so shocked, he did not tell anybody. Uh, he told his family. He, well, yeah, his, his family. His family keeps saying every, he, he was not suffering in silence. People that needed to know knew. So he wasn't suffering in silence. His family and those close <coughs> to him knew that he had it, and his close friends knew. So he wasn't suffering in silence. He just wasn't telling Telling, anybody. like he didn't tell <laughs> telling Marvel. Telling us. He planned to do Black Panther 2. He um, 
He was at, I watched the AFI tribute to Denzel Washington, and that's when they told the story about Oxford. He, uh, he, uh, he secretly paying for Chadwick Boseman to come mm-hmm. to Oxford for that. Thanks to Felicia Rashad. Yeah. And her and sound was horrible. It was. So, and, so and, that's and when you know I what? first heard that. It, I, I give kudos to ABC for doing the special. I don't give them kudos for their production values because there weren't any. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> you could tell it was very well, hastily thrown If together. you're going to have lower thirds for everybody, have lower thirds for everybody. If you're going to have for some, yes, I, I know that's Robert Downey Jr. You still need to put Robert Downey Jr. But And the guy that's going to play uh, uh, Shang-Chi in the new Marvel movie, uh, and I don't even I don't even know because you know why they didn't put up his I name. I know they only put up they put up like two names. They put up lower thirds. They weren't prepared for this. They had they you know what you know when they could have done that while Black Panther was playing for the first two <laughs> hours and twenty minutes they yeah. could have been a typing lower in lower thirds. <laughs> no, you type in a lower third. Yeah, okay. I oh Don Cheadle. Yes, I know who that is. Oh, there was there wasn't a yeah there were a there wasn't a lower third for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Robert Iger. Who knows who Robert Iger That's is? That's true. They should have had a lower third for Bob Iger. Yeah. Do you see the move for uh, uh, Captain America now? The no. New, the new Captain America? Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. They're going to move that into that role. Um, which which I think is very I think it's very cool. I, I still want that, WandaVision. I don't want Black Panther to be rebooted. I think Black Panther should die. I, I've heard this stuff about Michael B. Jordan being brought by Dak by an Infinity Stone. I don't know if you've heard this. troll troll. Yeah, like this whole troll that went out there is like the Infinity Stone should be brought back and they should bring back Michael B. Jordan to be Black Panther. To be Killmonger? I don't think. Well, he can't. He, yeah. he, he think he can't be. He cannot be you Black cannot. Panther because he's Killmonger. Right. Exactly. But Shuri, and in the comics, Shuri becomes Black Panther. So I can see her doing it. She's And uh, Letitia Wright's a great, she's great in that role. She is. And also, Bucky comes out of the hut. Yes. So... That's a cliffhanger. So that wasn't a cliffhanger. That all got explained in the next three movies. Oh, it, oh in Avengers and Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, he he okay. got he actually got he uh, the blip as they I call it in Spider-Man. I just don't know why they haven't brought Howard the Duck back. I'm just saying he was in Guardians. <laughs> he was in Guardians. It's a great film, there, guys. It's a classic, amazing Oscar-winning film, Howard the Duck. Um, oh, I, well, I was thinking of as a Black Panther, like to have the cliffhanger in the Black Panther, not no. In the that other was saying, and Infinity War, I think, was next. Yes, I don't think they should replace him. I, I really think that that was his legacy. It's going to be hard to have another Black Panther oh, unless they do give it to one of the women. Right, that would be cool. I could see that. Yeah, yeah his sister. Shuri. His sister is royal blood. So. Right. So that would be interesting. But. Shuri, Shuri should be the Black Panther. They're right. fun movies. I mean, I love. I'm excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy film mm-hmm. um, because they just always choose the best music for that film. They, they do. Jamie Gunn. They're working on Ant-Man 3, even though Evangeline Lilly said all those things and COVID's fake. And she apologized for all that, by the way. Oh, COVID's my God. COVID's definitely not fake. <laughs> no, it, it is might not. not no. No, she um, said, don't worry about social distancing. She, she got uh, in trouble. Yeah, but well, she apologized. This week, Kevin Hart revealed he had it. The Rock and his whole family, and The Rock looked like it really hit him hard. Well, Dwayne, he's the most fit you can't guy kill in Dwayne America. Johnson. But you know what I'm saying in terms of it's a kick-ass virus because nobody really understands yeah. it. And it affects minorities brutally. 
it affects minorities for some reason. And then now our Pats has been filming the Batman at the Heath, whatever it was, the studios in in England, and so now they've had to shut it down. But uh, the people that are saying it's fake, right? I know lots of people that have had it. So I've, I've had a friend. I've had two friends that died from it, and there one was thirty eight. Wow. So I mean, you know, and he, you know, he he was uh, he was a, a mutual acquaintance of mine through the ghost hunting community. He was, I never met him personally, but he was just a funny guy, just a funny guy, and uh, you know, he was a he was a veteran, and he was one of these guys that just didn't believe in all that stuff. Didn't wear masks and social distance. Not a put himself in weird places to catch put, it. Well, he put himself at the Lake of the Ozarks where they think that he got it, but he already had pre-existing conditions, you know, so it just wasn't it wasn't a good mixture. And then I've had friends that, you know, have 90-year-old grandparents that mm-hmm. have passed. And I have another friend that a 90-year-old aunt that lived and, and is not in hospice anymore. So we don't know. And so people just got to be safe. And like, be careful. I, I know people, like, have, like, I don't know where that became a thing on, like, my Instagram or anything. But I, I, I'm always wearing a mask. Or mm-hmm. my daughter, when she's with me in the city, we're always wearing a mask. It's just, it's just respect at this point. More than anything, we shouldn't have mandatories for that stuff. It should just be respect. It should be the individual citizen that is taking care of this. Well, Missouri <laughs> and Illinois are hot spots, and uh, it's uh, definitely uh, something to keep in track of this holiday weekend. And if you go to the movies, I will say How are the movies? You've been in them now, Well, right? just, just for tenants. Just one, uh, just and that's one. enough. And, and that was the first time since mid-March. That you can't get your own sodas, I hear. No, uh, uh, it's uh, they got the they got the tape over every chair, and uh, you uh, can't. Um, yeah, it's it's Sorry. very clean. The bathrooms are like are the floor are, sticky. No, oh. I mean they really cleaned. And, it's part uh, of the movie-going experience, Carl. I want the, I want the floors uh, to be the sticky. Seats, like, <laughs> uh, the seats are very spread out. And uh, everybody's bending over backwards. It's just like the few times I've gone out to eat, the restaurants are being very careful. Yeah. They say the biggest spreads are family functions mm. where people aren't wearing masks or social distancing. And then also the bars because the young folk are yeah. going to go. Uh, um, my best friend's sister got it. She was in Texas, came and just graduated from FSU, went down to Texas to live with her sister. She got COVID within two weeks because she's hanging out at the bar scene in Dallas. Now, my friend, I believe, is like patient zero. She's never gotten it. She's been around everybody with it. She's just never gotten it. She's might have a very high immunity. Her T cells are very, very active and high. Doesn't get sick a lot. So it's just stuff like that. It's just weird. But for it's, us, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people have been asking us, well, why don't you just release the lymph film? I can't. I don't have that kind of money. Right. And I have five sold-out shows. So that <laughs> means I'd have to do, with all the social distancing, what is it, 25% of the theaters? I'd have to do like 20 shows, and I just can't. Well, and um, that's – and. Frankie, we still need to let people know because I texted Frankie a couple months, I guess a month and a half ago, and a friend of mine was going to go to one of the rescheduled dates. Yeah. And I said, I thought I thought everything's on hold. And he said, yes, that is true. So I had to call my friend back and said, you're not going to a movie tonight. There's no screening. It's because people aren't paying attention. No, they are. And they think, oh, just turn off the news and it'll go away. <laughs> well, they're just not. The thing is, too, is that it's not even like where you. It's not. They've made it political. It's not political. It, it's 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 a place where for me was like, you know, we do documentaries. Mm-hmm. Documentaries pander. Well, not pam. Sorry, they cater for they cater for a crowd that's older. 
Okay, yes. it's an older crowd, so I have to keep those people in mind. Those are the most. And when we see the death rates, when we see all these, mm-hmm. rates, it's older people that are that are that are and, getting this and not fighting it. And, and so, like, we Plaza have Frontenac to be, is open for movies of that ilk exactly. right now, which is amazing to me. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a dangerous time, and we don't want to be responsible for anybody's health. You know and you might so, be liable. You just exactly. have to. You just have to. Uh, be feel safe. That's what I tell people. Yeah, it's like if you don't movie. if you don't yeah. feel safe going out. Somebody's coughing because they're choking on popcorn. or think somebody's got COVID yeah. outbreak. Like no, we're not doing that. My son so uh, canceled his wedding and and, and that's uh, a smart move to do. Yeah, because they how I said people won't feel comfortable, and then you don't want to force people to go, yeah. and then with travel. People, most people couldn't because of this. We're in yep. quarantine states. Mm-hmm. We can't yeah. go anywhere, yeah. you know. So it's just, it's one of those things where we just have to ride it out. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the future film. But I will well, say Mulan does mark, uh, to me, uh, the beginning the beginning of the fall movie season, which is going to be hopefully. Oh, speaking of things being canceled, the New York Film Festival, there's some meme going on around mm-hmm. because they're going to still have it, but they hardly have any movies and no stars. And and one of the memes was like, uh, you'll be standing in line with intellectuals. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, the St. Louis Science Fiction and Fantasy Festival they're announcing their winner at the uh, Science Center's first virtual first Friday. It's Studio Ghibli at the Science Center, but it's virtual, so everything's going to be at St. Louis Science Center, slsc.org. But they're announcing that science fiction and fantasy short film winner. I watched all 54 minutes of the short films, somewhere as anywhere between one minute and five minutes, and some of them were good. Some of them were absolutely horrible. My 16-year-old daughter said, I could do better than that. But some, I think some of them are bad on purpose because the, they're, they're student films. A lot of them are. Yeah. And I think some of them are purposely bad. Is that true? You do a lot of these I do film uh, judge a lot of festivals. And are I they hate, bad I'll on purpose? Honest, I hate judging them. I loathe it, man. Because you, you can't you tell stuck. if it's irony or not. Exactly. I mean, because like a lot of what happens is here, and I don't know if you can you can back this in, but when I look at students' film, they have so many ties to pre-existing directors and treatments like the Tarantinos. Derivative. derivative. It's very and, derivative. And it's like everything we're trying to do here looks exactly like something else. I'm like, where is your voice in your film? They haven't found it yet. Well, right. And if you can't do it better. When I was in when I was in art school, my, one of my famous teachers whose signature was like tattooed to my arm, Luciano Frenchy told me, "If you can't do it better, then don't do it or parody it." Exactly. Like, yeah, you can mockumentary it, you can parody it, and then maybe you have something there. Like the, the stuff that the create the stuff that I'm doing, we're not trying to model anybody, you know. And and I think that's the biggest thing I see is like, and then they just fail miserably at it because, you know. Tarantino has a universe that he created. Right. Right. So, like, if you watch all his films, they all connect, which is incredible, you know? So, um, but well, anyway, the, the main thing is when I watch, like, sometimes you don't have to watch 54. When you said, like, I have to watch 54 movies. Yeah, but, but that was, it was 54 minutes, and it's like 15 films. But some of them were animated, right. mm-hmm. and the animated ones are better because if you're going to animate a three minute film, you are going to be really good at it. And it's going to be, it's going to be like three thousand frames that you're unless you're using computers that you would have to hand draw and there was one film i'm not going to say which one it was but it would have been the best one 
if the sound didn't yeah, suck. And and it was and it was only one character, but he was the lead. Everybody else spoke perfectly and was the sound editing was great. And then when the credits came up and the sound editor went, I went boo. And this yeah. was at my house, not in front of anyone. But but still, the main care. If you can't understand the main character, and and someone should have said, "Hey, we can fix that." Yeah, I've I've gone through so many sound people. Like we've had people that sign on and oh yeah, I'm an expert. This expert that. The first guy we had was a joke. I mean, the thing that he, the stuff that he was putting out, man, I had to send to L.A. and it cost me thousands of dollars to get it, get it done, even for cringe. Like the sound that that guy ran, so like you have to be very careful because it is the most important aspect. Because you can you can cheat, you can have a bad camera shot, you can have bad lighting, you can have you can be out of focus, your rack focus could be off. But if your sound is terrible, nobody's in it. Because people remember we were stimulated by sound and like radio and podcasts. So if the if the audio, it's where you should spend all your money <laughs> and for film. On a wedding, you should spend all your mo- money on video and, and, and photos because it's your memory with that person. Don't care about anybody else. Those are my two bits of advice when we when we basically quote stuff. You know, spend all your money in the areas that count, and sound is so important. But kids, oh, too, students. Right. Well, so, sound and lights, I will say, lights, yeah, uh, so many student <laughs> films, they have to do this film. Yeah, oh, some, so, some of the lighting was absolutely horrible. So the sound and lighting is, is these are the, the four biggest flaws I see. Sound and lighting is bad. Well, because one of the one plot. of a hor- one of a horror films, and it was a guy chasing himself. It was shot in the dark on purpose. But then, when they got to a point where they needed light, there was too much, <laughs> and just it just blown out. Well, yeah, because they had shot so much in the dark, and it was effective until that one shot. And yeah. some some of the lighting was just too dark. And then, and, a, and then a lot of people they just can't stick that landing. They start off okay, yeah. but then the execution, their their and plot a, just and a lot of just, these students they don't know how to. They end. only have so much to work with, right? And, and yeah, and they don't they just don't know. And it's at or and then uh, the the other thing that's bad is they get their friends to do the acting. Yeah, that are not actors that are not professionally trained, and so the voice modulation is wrong, the enunciation is wrong, the. <laughs> The cues are off. Like, it's just... But, you know... The ages of the characters are off. You try to reduce it to creative content, as I usually have done student competitions. If the content is there and the plot and the passion is there, then those are the ones for me that win because... These guys are really thinking about doing it. Had they had the budget, had they had the experience, this could have probably or the time. been. Or the time. And that's the other thing, too. Like, art schools and, like, these things, they don't give you these key people enough time. You know, when I taught at the art schools, I, I set up my classes like the studios. I set them up the way we do it in, in Hollywood and the way we do it on the sets and even with design. We do it the way the industry does it because they have to understand. Like, you know, clients don't understand. I'm doing an animation project right now, and it's like, oh, yeah, we have done three days. I'm like, listen, animation is going to take about no. two weeks, just so you know. Yeah, my it's, daughter. It's, it's only a minute. I'm like, let me tell you something. Let me tell you how many frames in that minute. <laughs> um, and my daughter just did something for school for the Air Force, and she did a 30-second commercial, all animated, and it was 900 frames, and it took her since the beginning of shutdown <laughs> because wow. she wasn't doing it every – I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't something she was doing every day, but more, more than 800 individual hand-drawn frames, and that was for 30 seconds. So yeah. – yeah, it's, it's- 
animation takes a very long time. Well, that's why these Pixar movies take three years to yes, do. Yes, and people sense. don't understand any any kind of thing is is like that. But while people are home, we do have a couple Netflix things to mention. Today started. This is this, why Netflix is hit or miss about what they give us in advance, mm-hmm. and they didn't give us this. But it's called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things," and it is by the brilliant writer director Charlie Kaufman, who's responsible for being John Malkovich and adaptation. Adaptation. And yeah. and uh, this has got a great cast. It's Jesse Buckley who. Uh, I've been talking about. Yes, since, you have. Uh, she Does w- she sing in it? Uh, no. Oh. And uh, she's dating Jesse Plemons, and Jesse takes her home to his parents, Tony Collette and David Tulis. And something is not Amiss. quite right mm-hmm. here. And it's a horror slash comedy, and it just started today. So tonight, that's what I'm watching. Awesome. Because you've already seen Mulan. Yes, and so Frankie, uh, is there anything on Netflix that you'd like to tell us about that you've recently discovered? Um, I, I mean, the one I talked to in, in the pregame here was uh, Frozen Ground, which I think I love John Cusack. We don't always agree politically, but I got to meet him last year when he was here. Uh, he is one of my favorite actors. He will always be one of my favorite actors because he loves taking on challenging roles. And won't do sequels. And will not do sequels and will not wear tights. He will not be a superhero. He will not conform to the bank that he calls, which is Hollywood. Um, but, you know, as politically... He'd be a good superhero, though. He was a priest in uh, in uh, that la- that Sky, Sky, Spike Lee movie set in Chicago. And yeah. what yeah. president was he in The Butler? He was oh, in the God, butler? Yeah. Was, was that John Cusack? Yeah. He, uh, Alan Rickman was uh, Reagan. Was Cusack sure. Nixon? Maybe. He doesn't seem big well, enough. He... Ro- Robin Williams was like uh, Eisenhower, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> then he would later play Roosevelt, which would be awesome. He's, I love Teddy Rose. He's my favorite. Brother. I have a huge fanning of Teddy Roosevelt. From a Disney animator. Actually works in the parks, and she paints all the rides. And He so was Nixon. He was Nixon. Okay, okay, he was. So that's why I said yeah. when I said he was Nixon. And Alan so, Rickman was Reagan. Yeah. Well, Alan he, Rickman was really a good Reagan. He was – so Cusack was great, and uh, he loved Stephen King. So any Stephen King yeah, well, he films, was He, he, he was yeah. in that 104. Oh, or God. no, what was the room was, number, the movie 1104? Something 1104, like that. Yeah, room 1104? Yeah. Samuel Jackson was in it Samuel Jackson's in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, but um, I'm watching now. It's an older movie, but it's a great film because you know, guys, I have the true crime podcast that's yes. like blowing up. So I watch all the serial killer now adaptation movies, and this one is actually about the true story. Uh, Nicholas Cage is one. It's again incredible in this film. The guy takes any role, but you know what? If he can land the role, he if he can land the performance, it's great. I did watch another film with Nicholas Cage. It's a new one on Netflix. It's a it's a heist movie that's goes terribly wrong and elijah wood is in it as well really um, this is an, an incredible film if you guys have not seen this one i'm trying to remember the name of it but it's elijah wood and nicholas cage and if you guys all know like if you follow elijah he is one odd duck and that's what i the love trust. about him the trust that's it that's what i love about him and i would oh he's in that movie uh with melanie linsky that i love so much from sundance it was it was voted the best movie at sundance and then it went nowhere <laughs> it's uh what is it's a elijah t- wood and melanie linsky yeah yeah it's it's great it's he's a great. long just... title it's one of those like uh 
the things about the world are, are uh, oh, God, I'm going to have to look it up because it's a weird, weird title. Yeah. But the thing is, weird. too, is, like, what can these guys survive, I don't feel right? at home like, in Yeah, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah. So, That's it. I mean, if we write a cook, like, kooky enough script, which is what we got some of the stuff cooking in, in the shift shop, but... You're going to get Cage? A, huh? You're going to get Nicolas Cage? I would love to get Elijah Wood. I think Elijah, oh, Elijah Wood, Wood is just incredible. I think him and I think... Um, the other one I saw, too, is kind of an older film. It's been out there now, but it's with Shia LaBeouf. It was called Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my favorite film this Honey year. Honey Boy? Honey Boy is insanely good. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is insanely well. And, it takes and a just, lot of guts to play his own dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, the stuff, because I remember Holes on Disney Channel. Yeah, well, even that. Stevens. Yeah, even Stevens, exactly. Like, when you when you look at what this kid had gone through for him to be – you know, whatever. We all have our crazy moments in life. We all say things we don't mean. We all do the crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, man, I think Shiloh is so talented. I, I think that I want to see more from him. Um, and Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got some things in the works. I did not see the tax collector. No, I mean, but the, the thing the thing that I that I'm liking a lot right now is that you know companies like A24 are really trying things, and sometimes. You know, they're off kilter and they're weird. You know, we talked about, you know, the, the lighthouse a little bit earlier. But, you know, we have, you know, Diedrich D- Diggory, right, who mm-hmm. tries – these guys like Elijah Wood who played Lord of the Rings, who everybody knows as Frodo. We, we have, you know, Harry Potter, right, where we try – Daniel Radcliffe, where we're trying to get him out of those characters. Oh, he's a good sport. And he's He's another tiny guy who just will take any – I mean, not take yeah. anything, but he just – He wants he to get goes for it. Yeah. Like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when he's playing the prince. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, and and when he was in those extras, did you see him in the extras uh, that Ricky Gervais did? Where he w- this was right after Harry Potter. Yeah, and he was trying to be trying to get a girl. And and Helen Mirren, he was just awful. Yeah. He was just cursing and drinking and smoking and, and trying to get laid. Yeah, so, and yeah. it was hilarious. It's so, such a parody. Yeah. He yeah. will just mock himself. That and he's def- fine with that. Yeah, but but then again, it works for him. Then he also went back and did read a chapter of Harry Potter so he could help uh, raise money for charity. So, Yeah, and then he does Broadway. He did How to Succeed in Business. And Equus. And Equus, when you have to, uh, uh, you know, gouge out horse eyes and, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that, like, Dead um, Dead to Me is one of my favorite shows. Afterlife, Ricky Gervais is incredible. If you've not seen it. I love Ricky. It is hilarious. I have not, I, I cry through that whole thing. The, the just every episode is written perfectly and it's funny and it's real comedy um, and so yeah I mean there's some good stuff there well we have to wrap it up yes. so let's tell everyone where they where Frankie right. can be and uh, mark your calendar because Jeopardy's back on September 14th oh, okay alright and uh, Ken Jennings is going to be a producer and have his own category so in other words they're grooming Ken Jennings to take oh, over. Oh, to take over for Alex. Frankie, where can we find you online? Shiftfilms.net. And uh, we'll be posting some new stuff about Haunted Garage, which is a new web series that we're going to be producing for next year. And it's a very cool one. As of right now, when is the Lemp film going to open? Right now, we're tentatively set for March 18th, Thursday, at The Chase. Okay. Um, but once again, I'm going to put that out there to, you, to your audience. We don't well. know. <laughs> we don't know. Subject um, to change. Subject to change, just because we're trying to be as healthy. We actually sold more tickets, so people have asked for refunds, but now we're, we're do- totally sold out now. Everybody <laughs> wants to keep their ticket. And I have actually my, one of my closest friends in town that's writing the show, Haunted Garage, with me. 
and she's actually re-editing the entire Lemp film. We're going to make it longer. We're what? Make it stronger, and we're going to make it greater. Yes, we have the time, and so like Lillian McLeod. You're like, let's. A, we have six more months. Let's. Right. Let's right. tinker. Yeah. Well, now, McLeod. You, so you're making it longer. Yes. It's wow. going to be because when she watched it, and she, she, Jeremy King, myself. And Lillian McLeod are really the beginning of this, right? Lillian mm-hmm. had to do some stuff, and she basically disbanded from us for about two years, did her own thing, did her work, tried to get um, creative inspiration, was all over, has lived a lot of cool different states. When she came back into the, into the fold, we let her watch the film, and she's like, you know, it's good, but, but it's not great. But... But we can make this so much, and, she, and you have six extra months. Also, And also having a, a woman edit the film, for me... It makes it just so much more dynamic because of your because of the subject matter. Exactly, and and this is something that Tarantino has always done. He's always had females edit his film. J.J. Abrams does this. This is something that happens because women, for some reason, for me inherently inherently understand how stories should come together. I don't know what it is, but I think female editors, you're starting to see this a lot That's sexist, sir. (laughs) Probably, but I I don't think they've had their moment to shine. I think when you look at people like J.J. Abrams, who's who's used two women to edit most of his stuff, Tarantino did that for years. Unfortunately, she lost. She died recently. She passed away. Yeah, And then look at Martin Martin Scorsese. Yes, so I think that she's going to lend a lot to it, and um, it'll be a it'll be a fun film. Everybody that that helped us and, and cut the film is on board with us and understands why we're doing it. But we just feel that they're right still going to get credit in the final cut, absolutely, right? because there's stuff that we are keeping that that Ramsey did, and and Ramsey's like now has over I think for Cringe he has over five um, best director awards now in L.A. and California and everywhere. So he's. He's, he's happy to up. be part of the process. Yes, and he's only what twenty two years old, so <laughs> he he he's got a lot of room to run. But yeah, I just you know, t- not to be long winded, but yeah, we have some fun stuff that we're doing, and and we just said, you know what, why sixty minutes? Let's go ninety minutes. Let's let's give people are going to want to hey, sit in a theater or or seventy five, and then seventy five counts as feature, or yes. what what actually counts well, as seventy two. Actually, it depends on the film festival. If it's over okay. 50, some people consider it a feature really? over 50 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Dumbo's only 65. Yeah. And that's a classic. Especially at the film festival. Yeah. Because the Hill documentary is not that long. It's 75. Yeah. It's I will, 75. I will say this. We had a good run this year. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of gold, a lot of crystal, a lot of bronze in my house from all the awards that we've Yay. been winning. And I'm happy about that. But I will tell young filmmakers this. If you're doing a short film, Keep it at 14 to 13 minutes. Do not go over 13 or 14 minutes. Why? That is the sweet spot. That is the spot that people want to watch. I think that if you're going if you're going to go over the 15-minute mark, just go for it and make it a feature. Because what I'm hearing a lot from the film festivals, the big ones that I really wanted to be a part of, um, to name drop Sidewalk in Alabama, right? And so in Birmingham, Sidewalk Film Festival was the one I really, really wanted to be a part of. Because um, my friends live in Alabama, it's it, Birmingham, and is they really, could go, <laughs> and they could go, and it's just a great film community, and that that town is really coming together just as, as as a community. Unfortunately, we didn't make cringe, didn't make it, but the guy told me he's like, I loved your film, and I wanted it to be a part of this film festival. But here's here's some of the things, here's some of the feedback if you're willing to hear it. I'm like, of course I'm willing to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, this is our sweet spot, and we just we can't have like all these 15 minute great films and then have like a 30 minute and a 20 minute. It just helps with the time gaps. And you, you have to understand it from a director standpoint that it is hard, you know, to be all things, to all people. So if you are doing that short, if film, you shot it, it must be in the film. 
Right. No. Well, the problem with cringe and, and the same problem that not really a problem, but the same thing that you had is that these were words from somebody that's passed. I'm not changing it. It's, it goes, it stays the way he wrote it. And that was the, the point behind cringe. And that's why cringe You're is You're going to make her cry. Yeah, but I mean, you have to, you have to. <laughs> but that's why I believe cringe is a magical film because it's Jason Clayfish. It's his film. It's the way he wrote it. It's what he wanted. He was a Tarantino guy. And we did it for him and, and his family. So, you know, that's that's what I'm just, I'm just adding that out there. If you're doing a film, you think about doing a film, keep it under 14 minutes and I think you'll be golden. Well, you can find me on the Intercom family of stage. And you know what? I am Intercom's new employee of the month. Ooh, yes, yes. It's called the Rockstar Award. And next Thursday is my 30th anniversary of being in commercial radio. Oh my goodness, Carl. That's incredible. Man. So 30 years, uh, only two, I guess three owners, only three owners, several stations because they all change at the same time. But yeah, 30 years next Thursday. So what day is that? That's the 10th, the September 10th. 10th. And uh, that's not why I won the Employee of the Month award, though. I thought, oh, I guess this is how they're going to honor me. No, I, I found out I was nominated by somebody else and I didn't even know about it. Yes. Like, oh, that was that was nice. And I'm like, oh, I thought... Oh, here's what here's what my company's going to do for me. I'm employee of the month. That that's easy. Get it out of the way. But then I found out no, I was actually nominated by somebody and I'm like, "Oh, wow. That's well, actually how recognition." How wonderful. I mean, 30 Thank years you. is almost as long as we've been watching Star Wars films. So that is true. Up. I was 6 when it came out. Right. So, yeah, I started at 19 at the Oldies 95. Oh god, love it. And they didn't know I was going to be there. They forgot I was coming, so I stood outside at six o'clock in the morning for ten minutes, beating on a window, a soundproof window. So they finally saw me and let me in, and that's how it all began. Lynn, where can we find you, young lady? I am on KTRS Radio every Thursday night around ten thirty with uh, Ray Hartman, and then if you miss it, you can find it on the SoundCloud the next day. Nice. And then uh, yeah, it's also live streamed if you're not in your car. Ah. And then uh, I am um, in the Webster Kirkwood Times online. Soon and to be back soon in print. Soon to be back to print. And, oh, uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram. And I did tweet last week, at, at underscore Carl the Intern. I did tweet last week because I noticed that Glenn Zimmerman's Fox 2 broadcast had, uh, uh, you know, they say, here's the dew point, here's the high temperature, here's the low temperature. And then there was a slot for snowfall in August. So, no, there, there. I pointed this out, and the next night it was not there anymore. So, <laughs> thanks, Glenn Zimmerman. He also liked my tweet, too, and he said that should not have been there. Oh, oh. And then I have my own website, poplifestl.com. Yeah, and then what else? We're here. We're here. And uh, every week. Have a nice weekend. Thanks. And we're also on iTunes, people, so spread the word. We're trying to get... Uh, get more. more. Yeah, get more listeners. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and you have a great Labor Day weekend, and uh, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever.